Yep. Hear ye, hear ye. This is, uh, in case you didn't know, it is the Self-Medicated Podcast. Uh, I am your host, The Wayfair, here as always with the captain of the igloo. We are here to take care of our housekeeping items for the last Self-Medicated Podcast of 2020. Um, as always, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at the Self-Medicated, or I'm sorry, at the Self-Med Pod. Follow us on YouTube at the Self-Medicated Podcast. Uh, really, wherever you're listening to this, go press the subscribe button. So YouTube has a subscribe button. Apple Music has a subscribe button. Google Podcasts have a subscribe button. Yeah. Alexa doesn't have a subscribe button, but they got something else that you could click on to make sure you get the updates. <laughs> Bottom line is wherever mm. you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe. We're going to drop the leave a review piece and ask y'all to start sharing these episodes. Mm. So whether it's the YouTube clip pages or the clips that we put on Instagram or the whole last episode itself, I want y'all to start sharing these with people that you know um, and just start spreading the word because we're trying to we're trying to expand, get more ears on this. Um, and I think that's important. And then there's a little miniature announcement about over the counter. Uh, so we have a couple of overcounters in the stash, but we're going to start re-recording those at the top of the year. Mm-hmm. So we'll have some fresh content for y'all for over-the-counters. But over-the-counters come out every single Friday. Um, those are the episodes where we engage with our listeners, uh, picking topics from directly suggested from you all. Um, y'all can call in. Y'all can um, you know, be an anonymous voice or guest if you need mm-hmm. to be. Uh, that is that is always an option. So just slide in the DMs or, or let us know if you want to be a part of that or um, just just let us know what topics we should be talking about for over the counter. Um, and then in addition to that, we are also going to start doing the self-medicated. What I say? Sundays? No. Self-medicated Sundays at midnight. What was my idea? Right? <laughs> self-medicated Sundays uh, at midnight on um, on Clubhouse. So on the chatty on the chatty app. Uh, we'll we'll also start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start opening up a little room on there, uh, just for consistency, just to just to expand the presence. Um, let's see. Anything else before we get into organic shout out? Um, yeah, follow us on uh, Facebook too. I don't think we mentioned Facebook. We literally never do. We never, you know, there's some people that are still dealing with old technology with flip phones and stuff. Follow us on Facebook. That's real. If you have an Android, you shouldn't be excluded. If you have an Android, our uh, our Facebook story is the same on Instagram. So they're linked. Man, <laughs> disrespect. I have to take it because I have an iPhone now because I'm going to look crazy arguing against them. But yeah, that's yeah. disrespectful. I mean, but it makes sense though. You get it. You can relate. I um, <laughs> all right. So this week's organic shout out is a pretty special one. Uh, this week's organic shout out goes to the Sono Chicago. Mm. Uh, the Black so- Excellence. Black Excellence. The Sono Chicago on Instagram. So uh, the Sono is a boutique bed and breakfast in Old Town. Um, it is uh, an amazing little spot. It is. Um, how would you describe it other than boutique bed and breakfast? I mean, that's the most accurate description of it. But I think a lot of times when people think of a bed and breakfast, they kind of think of a quaint, kind of antiquated um, mom and dad, mom and pop. I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> mom and pop operation where it's an older couple and they kind of got like wallpaper on the walls. This ain't that. Like reindeer wallpaper or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, this is this is a very lit pop in yeah, kind of lituation. Yeah, okay. so it's um very it's modern as far as the interior design, 
beautiful, clean rooms, nice rooms, balconies in some of the rooms, um, wonderful, comfortable beds. Um, Rooftop. Yeah, the manager of the sono, very enjoyable, bubbly young that. lady. Um, enjoyable. You know, she's gang gang. Gang gang. <laughs> Big gang. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to have a good good hospitality if you go there. Your rooms are going to be great and comfortable. Um, it's very welcoming. Smells great. They have great candle game there. One of the most comfortable beds I've ever been in. Mm. Um, and I'm mm. a I'm kind of a connoisseur of beds. It's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, I be paying attention to like hospitality and like linens and towels and mm. the brand of soaps that rest, uh, restaurants, hotels use, and all of that type shit. The beds at the Sono are some of the most comfortable. The only bed that I've ever been that rivals this is at the SLS in Vegas, which is the old mm. Sahara. Um, okay. The old uh, the old Sahara, and that bed is the only bed I think I've ever been in that was more comfortable than the Sono bed. Wow! But if you combine the Sono bed with the linens and mm. the experience and the location, um. You can't really beat it. Like, you can't beat it at all. The Sono is lit. Uh, I think my lit. bed is more comfortable personally, personally, but I'm not going to invite you to lay in my bed. I wouldn't. But I've made it. great investment in my own bedding, hundreds of dollars, in fact, to get to the level of comfort I have. But those beds were up there with mine. I'll say that. <laughs> so, wait. Now we have to talk about this really mm-hmm. quickly. So, when you say you invested a lot in your bed, are you talking about the mattress or the bedding? Or both. I actually didn't invest anything in a mattress, so that's why I felt like I needed mm. to invest lots in the other things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think next year I want to get a king size bed, so but that's gonna cost like two racks. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Budget for that one, but um, I because my mattress is kind of trash. I got a really great like 100 down pillow topper, um, 100 white goose down. Um, yeah, if you know, you know, goes down comforter. Um, also got like really get great long, um, staple Egyptian cotton, mm-hmm. um, sheets, which are hard to find, yeah, like right. the long, extremely hard to staple. Find. So, I got really great sheets, really great crumf- comforter, and really pillows are all right. I'm, I'm getting to the pillows when I get the mattress, but yes. Yeah, it's a rare comfort experience of, for the people that have slept on it. Um, I'm not going to get too much about that, but you know, you know. I was about to say. Yeah. I have some testimonials. I was about to say, can we get some <laughs> testimonials? That would be hilarious. But yeah, man, make sure y'all go check out the Sono. Uh, if y'all got a couple dollars and want to have a good time, uh, make sure you go check them out. It's yeah. the Sono Chicago on IG. Um, or you could just slide in the self-medicated podcast DMs or Justin or I's DMs that yeah. we can um, make sure you get the booking information you need. And if you, you don't want to take our award, word for it, if you go to TripAdvisor, they're one of the few five-star like hotel bed and breakfast establishments. So you got that. This is These are facts. These are facts. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. Let's get into the episode. All right.
Oh yeah. That was choppy. That didn't go right. Um, yeah, you already know what it is, but just in case you don't, it is the self-medicated podcast. I am your host, the Wayfair, aka Quinn Quarantino, aka the banter boss, aka Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. And introducing young Way Stradamus, because my predictions come true. Um, yeah, we're gonna get to that later on in the episode, but pregnant pause. Here, as always, with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, a.k.a. the box hunter, a.k.a. one pop poppy, a.k.a. the bottom feeder, a.k.a. the black Kevin Sorbo, a.k.a. young black Hercules, a.k.a. the strongest nigga you know. John Henry. John Henry. Oh, fuck. I had that. Damn. Hey, you're going to have to start saying your own a.k.a.s one of these days. Cause these shits is getting ridiculous. These are getting longer and longer. Shout out to um, so the AKA idea came to me from Jesus and Meryl, mm-hmm. and they got it from who did the fuck they mentioned who they got it they from? They did. Yeah, I thought they created it. Nah, their shits somebody are long else. as fuck now. Their shits are like a good like we've been it's a ten minutes like a ten minute yeah. intro for, for their for their AKA. <laughs> Uh, but love that idea. Uh, but shit, nigga, one of these days you're going to have to start doing your own. I feel like when we went to go see them live, at that point, they're getting kind of tired of their AKs. Yes, that's why they, they don't have the same enthusiasm. <laughs> so when I first started listening to them, they would do the AKAs as part of the intro and mm-hmm. as the outro. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we went to that show, they just did it for the outro. <laughs> like, the niggas was not doing no shit more than once. Oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty that hilarious. The next fat outro. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, how was your, how was your week? What you been up to? Uh, it was a good week, man. It was a short week at work, so that's always nice. And it's slow, so mm. and it wasn't too much, too much work to do. And then, you know, everybody's getting the Christmas spirit, so I don't really expect too much work out of people. And I had a pretty great Christmas day last December 26th. You know, we all got a little at the... Shout out of the week uh, at the Sono. Yep. Yeah, that was a good time. I enjoyed myself. Very good time. Very good time. Um, yeah, my um, so I'm I'm having some trouble with my sleep schedule. Mm. Part of it is because I have no real responsibilities and I could just drink and get high all day long without any kind of feeling like, like living it's like weird. a rapper. Yeah, like I can. <laughs> I don't feel weird. So I'm an alcoholic. Let's just let's start here. So I can. Very easily wake up in the morning or which y'all would call the morning mm-hmm. and like have a beer mm-hmm. like that. I could do that. I also recognize that popping open a fucking Lagunitas at eight o'clock in the morning is just a little bit off. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not OK. Right. Huh. But because I don't have uh, I'm on vacation. So it's Christmas break. Mm-hmm. I also don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Ain't nowhere to go either. Ain't nowhere to go either. It's kind of like, well, fuck it. But yeah. because of that, that means my sleep schedule has been flipped on its head. So I basically yeah. sleep when the sun is up, <laughs> and I'm up when the sun is down. So there's that. I'm going to have to Nocturnal, get that shit together. Basically. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that shit together once we get back to work. Basically on my schedule. Pretty much. Because uh, I often drink in the morning, mm-hmm. but I'm getting off at 7 a.m. 
to like I drink at eight or nine o'clock is like eh. I know it's the morning for most people. But for me, I'm getting off of work. It's like the wind down on my night. Exactly. So. It's like happy hour. Yeah. I remember when I used to work overnights at the uh, alarm company, and I worked overnights Thursday, what? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. So the weekend. Mm-hmm. The year I turned twenty one is the mm-hmm. year that I worked overnights, <laughs> monitoring alarms. Crazy shit. Um, but that was the thing was shit. I get off on uh, Sunday, I guess Monday morning, nine a.m. Mm-hmm. And it's Friday night to me, like basically yeah. nine a.m. Monday morning. I'm like, shit, what y'all doing? Man, like, nigga, shit open. I'm running late <laughs> for work. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> what you talking about? Yeah. So I could, I could definitely understand that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Also, I will say this: uh, morning drinking is actually pretty peaceful. Mm. Uh, because there's not a lot of activity going on. It's not. True. It's not overstimulating, if that makes sense. Morning drinking. I would recommend everybody put some some Baileys in their coffee in the morning and just see what happens. It's really it. just try it out. Really trying to build people to be alcoholics. Why not? <laughs> Slip it in your morning coffee. Just, just a little bit, like a little 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 drip, <laughs> little drip. Um. So this is going to be a uh, a a a year in review kind of episode. Um. There, you know, we started this podcast in January of twenty twenty. Uh, 2020 mm. has been a motherfucking doozy And we're going to get into Some of the things about this podcast a little later But there are some things that are still Going on this week that we should Probably talk about Right. And I think one of the most important Things well these two things are actually Kind of kind of related um, The The lack of stimulus checks that we're Getting <laughs> So there were we were we, we, we got approved for stimulus checks for $600 Which right. was bogus then Donald Trump said, "Fuck it, let's make it two grand." I came and Nancy out of Pelosi, field, yeah, like and Nancy Pelosi was like, "Oh, we're bet two grand." Mm-hmm. And then all the other Republicans was like, "Yeet." <laughs> and then Trump said, "Well, fuck it, I ain't signing the shit then." Mm-hmm. And so we went from getting six hundred dollars to two grand to yeah. not a goddamn thing. Well, we're, we're still getting six hundred dollars. Are we though? Because yeah. I heard that he's not going to sign it. Well, what I heard was, like, he doesn't really have veto power because the House and Senate approved it. Ah, uh, I got it. So, it's still going through, but that two two racks, that might be a whole different thing. And I think they tried to pass that this week, but the Republicans was like, nah, son. Yeah, they were, so, they, that shit was dead. Yeah. They also tried to extend some of the deadlines, uh, the unemployment deadlines mm-hmm. and all of that. That shit fell through, too. It did? Okay, mm-hmm. I, okay I thought that went through. Nah, they they Damn. so it's about to be interesting. Mm. About to be interesting. What do you think was Trump's motivation? By I was like, yeah, this ain't shit. Let's let's uh, basically triple it. I think that he wants to be looked at favor favorably. He knows that he's he. I think that he basically is doing. He's trying to get back into public graces, right? Mm. Like he's trying to rewrite his story real quick. Um, and just set himself up for post-presidency. That's mm. what I think he's doing. Yeah, so, yeah, that. he's going to get all his homies out. He's going to... Yeah, shout out to him, get all his... Yeah. Free the homies. Free the homies. <laughs> he's going to do that. He's going to pass a bunch of shit that, like, uh, the folks who are not his base are going to be like, well, he did kind of do this. You know what I mean? Um, he does, you don't think it contradicts his previous messages about like no being anti-socialist and 
Nah, because one thing that Donald Trump can do uh, that I think maybe more politicians need to to take notes from is he can contradict himself mm. <laughs> with no kind of problems at all. Yeah. Well, most politicians contradict themselves, but I feel like Donald Trump in particular can contradict himself and his fan base. Be like, yeah, actually, he's right for changing his mind. Or, yeah. You know, whereas other people might get that critique from their fan base or their um, people that voted for them. Donald Trump, I don't know if necessarily gets that. That's very true. That is very, very, very true. Yeah. Um, all of this, though, is a mute point, though, if this new coronavirus strain... On the topics, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, think about it. Because the stimulus checks, they're mm-hmm. only useful. So a stimulus check, stimulus, mm-hmm. stimulus, stimulus check is useful because it's supposed to stimulate the economy. It's supposed to get the dollars flowing again, right? Yeah. So the reason why we're getting either six hundred or two thousand mm-hmm. dollars is because a lot of you niggas ain't been working, right? Like we don't have money being uh, uh, circulated through our economic system right now. Right. So the purpose of the stimulus checks is to give y'all a little bit of bread so that you can spend it. Yeah. The problem is, if we're going to have a new coronavirus strain that, mm. that keeps us even more on lockdown, we're going to run out of things to, like, virtual or digital experiences to spend our money on. True. And that's where, to me, it's going to start becoming funny because if we don't have, if we can't do anything, if we don't yeah. have anything to spend our money on, then what is the benefit of a stimulus check? Yeah, the thing about like these one time or two time stimulus checks from an economic standpoint, they don't really make much sense. Right. Because if people are um, struggling to pay bills or feel like it's best to save money because times might be getting lean, it makes no sense to do one time payments. People tend to spend more money when they feel like they have an abundance of money mm-hmm. or, you know, they feel like it's coming in. So, like, I could just spend more because I'm going to have more come in which I feel like it probably benefited people that were unemployed the most with that extra whatever it was they were getting, 300 a week or whatever. They were 600 a week. Oh, damn. Yeah. That was the extra federal that. portion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, those people getting that money, they probably did more for the economy than people that got the $1,200 checks that didn't necessarily need it because they still weren't gainfully employed. Right. So, like, maybe if they were doing kind of what other countries are doing, like, shout out to Canada for, like, essentially, like, paying people I think almost two thousand a month or if not more and they will in order to like kinda help things from becoming a recession and um stimulating the economy. But our one time payments aren't really doing much. Cause it ain't shit first of all as far as the amount and second of all, like if it's one time, you're gonna spend it fast if you do need it really bad. And after that, you're fucked. The thing is, too, though, we're going to spend it on bills right now. Yeah. That's the thing. People ain't going to spend it on entertainment Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the like, if that makes sense. I saw a meme. uh, The best meme that I saw about this whole situation was, you know, that uh, the the um, I guess the little clip of I guess it's the voice with Diddy on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the contestant and him are just going back and forth staring at each other. Um, the dude, the the blonde haired dude, is uh, tenants giving a 
entire $600 check <laughs> to their landlord for yeah. rent. Like, nigga, literally, that's all they gave me. I ain't paid rent in four months. Here goes $600. <laughs> I thought that I represented yeah. very well. Kind of this, mm-hmm. this is just kind of dumb at this point. Like mm-hmm. y'all niggas should have been giving us monthly stimulus checks, mm-hmm. if or not if not weekly, mm-hmm. or we should get a lump sum to splurge on. And see, I, that's what I don't think people people don't understand. We need to be like you were just saying. We need to be given this money in a. Um, way that's presented in excess like Mm -hmm. y'all have extra bread to do whatever you want Mm -hmm. type thing even right now if they started to decided to do a two thousand dollar check and then another two thousand dollar check you're still probably a month away before people start feeling like they just got extra bread to blow at this point yeah um so yeah if anything the amount of niggas that were using that uh whatever benefit plan they had they give you 10 racks for your business. Mm-hmm. That will show you that niggas will splurge if exactly. given a surplus. If given a surplus. Because I didn't hear anybody investing that money. They were just spending that shit buying Lambos and going on trips and shit. So. Do you know how many LLCs from niggas who don't got <laughs> shit else? But they, they those might be the three letters in the alphabet they know. Exactly. Right? Like, so, <laughs> that, yeah. That, that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's. I don't know. That that's a whole interesting thing. If there is a new coronavirus strain, mm-hmm. oh, there is. Does that render this new vaccine useless? Does it impact uh, anything opening or closing or any timelines or anything like that? Because this, I mean, at this point, it's just a new strain now, right? Like we used to it. It's a new gonorrhea strain. Man, like it's that's, like this, this is a di- thing. That's different. How's it different, Gunnery, brother? Why you so Currently, no, not because <laughs> like some new strains <laughs> of gonorrhea are anti. Uh, uh, what the fuck? Antibiotics. Those? Yeah, they're resistant to antibiotics. So like, that's not good. You can't. <laughs> well, what happens is then you, you basically have nothing to treat it, <laughs> or you have to get stronger in it. Mm. I think that's the same thing. Whereas, uh, uh, when a virus evolves, you don't necessarily, and this is why we were talked about. We might have talked about this last episode with coronavirus. Is the vaccine here is just not this random thing that they started trying to create in March. This is the nineteenth version of the coronavirus. So they basically had to update the vaccines that they had mm-hmm. to match the adaptations that this COVID nineteen has had. Similar thing with the gonorrhea thing. Whatever gonorrhea is running around mm-hmm. here is just resistant to the antibiotics people have been using for however long. So they have yeah. to update the antibiotics. Same thing with coronavirus. If it's a new strain, whoa, 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 whoa. then they have to... <laughs> <It's brothers>. <laughs> <laughs> Disseminating the wrong information. Who cares? Moderately informed. Goddamn. <laughs> so the new yeah, coronavirus strain... Thinking good. Okay. My guess is uh, COVID-20, uh, which is what this new strain would be... Probably just need some updates to the hey, to the to the software, right? If you have incorrect medical advice. <laughs> um, you've gone to your doctor and said you learned Hello. this from a podcast. I'm not responsible. Yes, you are. What are you talking about? Please send all your concerns. This is literally a trending topic on Twitter, bro. Send your concerns to um, Wayfair at gmail.com. It's called Super Gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I do not. It's a trending topic. I do not condone or agree with the subjects and stances that the 
the banter boss has expressed. Wait, so last what don't you minutes. agree with? I'm sorry. What? Well, what did I say that you had a problem with? Like the new gonorrhea is evolving. Like no, no, no. You used to like, yeah. If the new gonorrhea is evolving, we gotta get stronger uh, antibiotics. That's not a good thing. Like you can't nonchalantly say you get stronger by antibiotics because our antibiotics are only so much stronger. And once the gonorrhea adapts and learns how to fight the stronger antibiotics, people that have gonorrhea are fucked because there's no cure for it at that point. I mean, that's a bit alarmist. It, yeah, that's, that's a bit. That's a bit alarmist. But I guess what I was saying is that there is some kind of uh, medical knowledge base to mm-hmm. start from. It's not like we starting from scratch. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So like the coronavirus um, vaccine that's currently like the new one mm-hmm. right now is going to need to be updated come this time next year or, or whenever it needs to be updated, right. right? Because there are new strains that are continuing to be It'll developed. It'll definitely be next year. Yeah, so <laughs> all I was saying was that, like, the medicine has to catch up with the things that we're fighting. I don't know why you had a problem with that. That was, Well, because it, like it seemed sense. like you were saying that if you get this, you can get that. You might not get that is what I'm saying, like. True. If you the more people the more people that get corona, the more likely it is to um, transform to be something else. And once that starts to happen, we can keep falling behind by trying to create these different vaccines. Then we'll all be fucked. That's why they want people to stay inside so it doesn't keep transforming and transmutation and all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm just I just want to throw out the advisory like. Don't think if you get gonorrhea, you keep getting gonorrhea, you're going to be good. Because that's what it sounds like this nigga's telling you to do. Okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just, no. Don't safe. ever get gonorrhea. Yeah. And wear a mask and wear a condom. Thank you. There we go. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. Double wrap double up. <laughs> double up. Double up. Double up. All right. Uh, any other economic or coronavirus shit that we need to talk about that's important for this week? Um... Mm, I think we're good for now. I agree. I do think that uh, before Trump gets out of here, he's going to do something that's going to make people. I think he's already doing it, but yeah. I think he's going to do something that makes people that's going to like we live in a very reactionary society. (laughs) I think he's going to do something that's going to uh repaint or retint his presidency. Mm. You know how when George Bush all of a sudden started sneaking fucking cinnamon fireball hard candies to Michelle, he became like his whole his whole image changed. <laughs> you remember that? You witnessed that with me, right? Like you saw that. <laughs> These niggas was at who was it? Uh was it Muhammad Ali's funeral or some shit? <laughs> Somebody important. And they was like playing footsies and shit. And suddenly George Bush became like this like sympathetic figure. Maybe part of it was (laughs) maybe part of it was like um, just like uh, uh, what's that disease called? Dysentery from Donald Trump, (laughs) right? Like maybe we were just so tired of this nigga that we were just missing our toxic exes, or like. I don't know Something happened Where he started Becoming an endearing character 
Um, and yeah, I feel like that's that's a that's a thing that can be replicated. Um, I think Donald Trump is going to do something before when is the inauguration, the 20th or some shit like that. I think he's going to do something that is going to uh, make the general public question how they feel about his presidency. He's going to do some shit. Like he's going to fuck around and figure out how to make this uh, $2,000 check come through at the last minute. And everybody's going to be like, oh, damn, this nigga was lit. Or he's going to do something else along those lines where it's going to be hard to deny uh, how we how exactly we feel about or not deny, but question how we feel about his presidency. And it's going to be all reactionary. It's going to be like recency bias based. But um, yeah, I do. I do think something like that is coming. He's going to fuck around and give us like twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> Last minute before before anything that really is not gonna be helpful. Like big picture, it's not gonna really mean shit. But yeah. for certain people, it's gonna be like, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? He did. You know, whatever. Whenever you give niggas money, that changes your perspective on them. Facts. <laughs> um, I feel like he's doing some wild shit already, but nobody's really talking about it. We're so we're so desensitized because like he's that essentially Washington. freeing all his niggas that he, you know, got locked up trying to cover his back. Well, that's the funny part is everybody who went to jail for helping him become president, he just let out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nobody they said shit about that, and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody is saying shit. So now, what happens when they do it again? Because <laughs> uh-huh. he only served one pre- one term. So what happens when they do it again? Then what? That shit, because even Obama didn't do that shit. He didn't free like he didn't really free anybody compared to like past presidents. Nah, what? Uh, what? Oh, fuck. Manning, Peyton, yeah. Nah, Chelsea. Chelsea is the is his big like big pardon, mm-hmm. right? But that's one. Yeah, that's one. Like, <laughs> this I think he went more for last week. More for impact <laughs> than like <laughs> like Quantity. volume. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Nah. So. But I also think that's that's pretty admirable, mm. right? Like you're gonna you're gonna free the homies. Trump is doing the nigga shit we thought Obama would do. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. This nigga asking us for asking to get us more money, mm-hmm. letting all his homies out of jail. <laughs> Damn. Next thing you know, he's gonna have like a, a American soundtrack or something. <laughs> he's gonna do so wild, a little pumping up. All them oh, little fucking little Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh man. Hey, why Lil Pump is always tangentially involved with Trump? Is he a Trump plant in the hip hop industry? <laughs> I don't know enough about Lil Pump to really speak on this. What something happened recently? Yeah, remember that song with Kanye West? You're such a fucking hoe. Which is an underrated uh, song, by the way. It's a good song. It's, it's, a, it's so yeah. vulgar, I don't think that's why I, did as good as it could have done, but it's a good song. It's actually a really good, mm-hmm. like, it's a good song. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lil Pop, he, he fuck with a lot of, uh, what they call them, surrogates, Trump surrogates. Really? Well, Trump himself and Kanye, I guess. Little, has he done anything with Lil Wayne? Mm. I don't know. Also, Lil Pump is like a, his family is like immigrants, so like, it makes sense oh, that, that makes they would sense. support Trump. Cause yeah. 
Trump's Aaron yeah. Gross tend to be very conservative. So, yo, how? Well, that's a whole other <laughs> subject. We gotta, we gotta make a call, man. We gotta, yeah, <laughs> we do have to make a call because uh, we gotta talk about some women's business that we are not experts on. Exactly. Um, and so we are going to bring in. What did you say? The hood rat correspondent. <laughs> Yeah, say that before we call. No, <laughs> you said no. The um, we we need a correspondent because there there's something that's been happening in the streets that I think is important, and I think it's important for us to talk about. But I'm not sure if either one of us know enough to speak well versed on it. So mm. we're gonna we're gonna try to bring a guest on here, um, and, and and try to get a little more information and try to dissect this. Yeah, to give an intro, multi-time guest. Been on the podcast several times, so you are familiar with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the local hood rat correspondent, Dr. BRB. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm sorry, what did you say? I'll take it. You'll take it? I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you, uh, uh, Dr. BRB. You know, this was a, a, a subject that we felt that we needed a doctor's perspective on. Uh, we, needed, <laughs> we needed an in-depth kind of break down on this because this is this is uh women's business and i'm not in the business of getting into women's business or really understanding it uh bottom line is i don't really know what's going on but it has reached the level of the self-medicated podcast probably needs to talk about it so i want to open up the floor to you to um explain the characters involved uh the plot of this story like what's 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 going on here okay well of course as everything else in 2020 it starts with megan the stallion uh, um okay so wait 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 <laughs> let's stop there so we're gonna talk about how toxic megan is or no you know what i think this situation really adds to how kind of problematic she is mm. but um and i think a lot of people have started to notice that she kind of throws rocks and then hides her hand. So it's looking a little bit funny for her right now. Well, this is why we have you on here. For, for we these can't say these things. <laughs> we definitely all, can't all say these opinions, things. All my opinions. And others are in the shade room. So. <laughs> well, Shout out to the shade room. <laughs> well, basically it started with, um, so Asian Doll, he's a rapper out of Dallas, Texas. Um, who was originally signed to Gucci Mane's, I guess, uh, 1017. I don't know the actual name of the record label, but she was signed to him, I believe, for like a hot second and then dropped. I don't really know the backstory of why she was dropped from the label, but she was. Mm -hmm. Um, And her and Megan are cool. She's from Dallas. Megan is from Houston. Um, And so they're cool industry friends, whatever. And, you know, Megan has a song with the City Girls on her album. I think it's called Do It On The Dick. I wasn't really a fan of the album, so I actually have never heard the song, okay. if I'm being quite honest. Can I pause <laughs> but, you for um, a second? You're like, I have yeah. a very minimum understanding of this whole, you're breaking down shit I didn't know about, but I appreciate it. But please continue. <laughs> <laughs> you undersold your knowledge of this situation, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you had a question, yeah. or you want me to keep going? No, I'm sorry. I just wanted to point that out. I thought it was funny, but please. Continue. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so 
So Megan had the song with the City Girls, or the City Girls had the song with Megan on the album, Do It On The Dick, and, or the tip. And Asian Doll was on live and played her version of the song that was, I guess, the original version, which included her and not the City Girls. Mm. And she rapped her verse or whatever, didn't really give much about it or whatever. But as fans do, they're like, oh, you know, why were you not on the album? Why was it City Girls? And she was just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I was taking off the song. And so people started kind of um, asking Megan and also asking the producer. I forget who the producer of the song was, but he was just like, oh, she was never on the original song. I don't even have her contact information. But then it all came out that he actually was filmed in the studio with her before. So not only do you have her contact information, but you also have worked with her on other things. So that turned out to be a lie. Wow. Um, At no point in time did Megan clarify anything, Mm. mind you. Like once once he kind of said, oh, I don't know her, Megan didn't come to defend her or anything like that. And mind you, Asian Doll is also still mourning from King Von's death and all this other thing, all these other things going on. Did they date or something? What do you mean mourning? Yeah, they dated. They oh, dated okay, for a while. Okay, okay. I didn't know all, that. Right, all right, all right, all right. So there's a couple of things I need to clarify really, 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 really quickly. Okay. Um, the original beef then was between Asian Dolls or Wuhan Dolls fans. <laughs> the original beef was between. Uh, Corona Dolls fans and the producer because he was lying about knowing her. Right, and, and then I, honestly, it kinda... I wouldn't really call it a beef, but they, it was just a disagreement, basically. Mm, okay. He kind of called him out like, you're a liar. Fans called him out. He was a liar. Mm. And then that kind of settled down. Okay. Mm. And then, I guess, to add the, uh, or, or to reignite or add fuel to that, Meg was not saying anything about the situation so she didn't clarify or defend or do anything so folks kind of were just left to continue to speculate is that accurate exactly exactly and mind you like well you would know but you guys would know but asian doll has been very vocal in defending meg with all the Tory lane Mm. stuff like extremely vocal um on social media to the point where it was like girl mind your business um but well that's important it was kind of like, damn, like, she's been speaking up for you. Why don't you speak up for her as well? But in Megan fashion, she didn't say anything. So then I believe Asian Doll tweeted, um, I've always been pretty. Or thank God I've always been pretty. Hmm. Um, it wasn't, it, there wasn't anybody attached to the tweet or anything like that. That's all it said. Mm-hmm. And then JT from City Girls, she's a dark in one from City Girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a lot of prison pictures. She goes, well, some some to the um, tune of like, why don't you like you may need a pretty record or a pretty hot record. Mm. Basically saying like you might be pretty, but your shit ain't selling. Okay. And so that's kind of how the situation between the City Girls and um, Asian Dolls started. Okay, so let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. Because what it sounds like is uh, uh, Wuhan Doll made a sub tweet or a sub sub diss at someone. 
talking about, I, well, at least I've always been pretty. And JT, ugly mugshot ass, felt defensive and felt like she was talking about her. So she just decided to, like, insert herself into that? Or was it... Or, because right. or, I want to be careful, too, because, or was it, like, because a lot of times with subs, like, it could be a sub, but everybody knows who the fuck you're talking about. So, was it one of those situations, or did JT kind of unnecessarily insert her, uh, insert herself and make herself the subject of that sub? I thought that it had kind of settled, because Asian Doll even tweeted, like, you know, um, you know, me and Megan are friends. Yes, I was taking mm. off the song. Whatever, it's no big deal. Mm. So I think everybody thought, okay, whatever, moving on. And then, and this um, is JT, also hip hop too. Like, I don't. We just watched the Pharrell interview. Niggas get taken off of songs all the time. Yeah, that's like, common. That's yeah. pretty, pretty common. No, and I, I, I agree. And a lot of people said that as well. But I think that just being as well, Megan and. Um, Asian doll were actually friends or even I would say portrayed themselves to be friends. It was kind of like a, it would have really helped her seeing as though she's an independent artist to have her on mm. that song versus yeah. the city girls. True. I see what you said. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I believe what's her name? JT did some kind of live where she started talking about where she played the song and was rapping and somebody screenshot making in the comments with some heart faces. Ooh. So it kind of lended itself to Megan siding with JT instead mm. of siding with um, Asian Doll. And so Asian yeah. Doll really just went for, like, she just went for the juggler. Like, you know, you supposed to be my friend. Why are you basically letting this happen? Like, why didn't you inform me? You, you never spoke up for me. Mm. And then JT is basically saying, you know, we your record's not selling you're not doing nothing so of course we would be on the song like why would they want to keep you on the song and we killed the song so why does it matter and then that's when asian dog was like y'all don't talk about shit but sucking dick and swallowing cum while i'm talking about real gangster shit but clearly that's not you know maybe that's not some shit y'all wanted to hear or whatever and then it kind of escalated to Asian doll basically saying like drop your location so I can come beat your ass. <laughs> um, wow. And at no point in time okay. did Megan say anything until it got to a point where they were talking about like physically fighting one another. Mm. And Megan's like, oh, this is just gone too far. It's just the song. <laughs> it's not that important. Of course, like Megan uh, doing her whole victim thing. Yeah. And um, that's when Asian was like, no, you should have been spoke up for me. You had an opportunity to speak up for me. I didn't do anything. I'm sitting here defending myself while you got the city girls attacking me. And then that's also when young Miami came into the situation as well and was like, you know, bitch, I beat your ass, you know, the whole back and forth situation. So basically they're double teaming this girl. She was holding her own. So it wasn't like, yeah. you know, they were just like annihilating much. her. Yeah. But of course, more people are aware of the city girls and Asian dolls, so they had a bigger fan base that was able to kind of attack her, in mm. a sense. And from that situation, um, I believe JT had deleted all of her tweets and was like, I'm on probation, I'm not trying to, you know, get in trouble. She kind of backpedaled a little bit mm. because Asian really don't have nothing to lose. Like, if I beat your ass, I beat your ass. Mm. Um, she not signed to no regular label. She can take the L. 
and she might need to let off some steam, honestly. Um, <laughs> but my young Miami kind of kept going a little bit. Um, of course, to defend. She ain't just get out of jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course, to defend her a little bit. And she was just like, you know, I'm where I am. I'm in Miami. You say you in Miami, like, whatever, what's mm. up? And then I think their situation had kind of settled a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. after that night, it was pretty, like, I don't think anything was said between the two of them. And I think Megan had put out one last tweet just saying, like, I never meant for any of this to happen, and it's just gone too far. But then Asian Doll's sister, who she's not a celebrity or anything, she's just her sister, she basically was like, you a fake-ass phony bitch, and you need your ass beat because you always playing victim, but you're not a victim. You should have stood up for my sister because she's been um, supporting you through all your shit, but you're a fake ass bitch. So, mm. yeah. Okay. And that is the story. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things here because I feel like everybody has legitimate beef, but no one would have beef if Meg acted differently in this situation. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. I feel like, I, and and please correct me at the moment that I'm wrong because I honestly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But it sounds like <laughs> these problems occurred when uh, Wuhan doll had the ability to use the excuse of Meg commenting in the city girl's almost reaction to what she was saying, right, about the song. Right, right. Because like, I don't think she thought that people would catch her look part eyes comment under um during jt's live when she was playing the song or talking about the song but they did and i think that that's kind of really what drove asian over the edge like girl i've been taking up for your stupid ass and now you want to throw me under the bus for Mm. these girls and you know like fake ass industry friends and all like that so well let me ask you this is it possible that meg didn't see any of the wuhan doll shit and just saw her friend JT playing the song that's on her album and just commenting. No fucking way. It's not no possible. way. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Like So then the what way do you think it is? So if all right. <clears throat> um at this point, what I have to question is Meg the Stallion then. Because mm-hmm. if someone is defending her in a situation that she's been pretty public about feeling fucked up about how people have been showing up for her. If she's not prioritizing that relationship where someone is showing up for her in the way that she's been saying, um, if she's not prioritizing that yet, she is prioritizing kind of preserving these industry relationships that she may have. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some, some, some big dollar, negotiations between rock nation and qc like that might be that. a thing yeah. going on here right like Definitely and there may be there there may be but to the public you just look scan because it's just yet another situation that megan is involved in wherein she's not she has the ability to set the record straight and she's mm. not doing that mm. gotcha mm. But then she uses the, I don't put my business on social media. Girl, stop lying. All your business is on social media. <laughs> like, yeah. your whole album is your business. Like, you know true. what I'm saying? It's just like, you can't use that excuse. When you really could have dead at the situation, and JT would have never even said nothing out of simple respect for the fact that 
you had already addressed it and now there was nothing left to say. All right. So last question, who do the streets think looks the best in this situation? Cause I see three entities. There's, there's Asian doll, Wuhan doll. There's, there's the city girls. And then there's Meg. There's like three different factions of women in hip hop. They're all popping right now. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard a goddamn thing that the Wuhan doll made. I just literally mm-hmm. looked her up in the process of this conversation. She I does did. have a new song out called None of That Shit. Is it Listen good? Listen to it. It's pretty cool. Okay. Okay. The most I know about her is that... Um, oh, fuck. I almost let loose a really dark joke. The most I know about her is that she <laughs> was on and off with the recently deceased King Vaughn. Mm. Yes. And I also know that I've been hearing Wuhan Doll's name way before I heard of Meg the Stallion, way before I heard mm-hmm. of the City Girl. Like I've been hearing about China Doll for a long time. I hate you. Okay. And what I've been hearing about Disrespectful. her is that she can rap and she can beat ass. Yeah. And I don't know shit yeah. about these people. So that's why I'm saying, like, why would the city girls and like what is it about this situation that makes folks so willing to attack these types of <laughs> reputations of mm. getting your ass beat? Like, what is it about this situation that like is me. making people willing to open that arena up? I just think simply because like she's a lesser known rapper. Mm-hmm. Um you know, she's not getting the same publicity. She doesn't have the same um, push as the City Girls or um, definitely not a Megan Thee Stallion. But she still is associated somewhat with some of those circles, but just not to the level we're in. Anybody would be willing to risk their career so they could say some sideways shit to her, spark gotcha. a little beef, get a little media attention, and then go about their business. And it's going to give them some spins. But, you know, and we'll be still talking about the City Girls and Megan, but seeing no one's going to really be talking about Asian Doll anymore. Gotcha. Hmm. So. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. And she's from Texas too, right? Yeah, she's from Dallas. Okay. Oh, Dallas versus Houston. Boy. <laughs> Last time I seen a Dallas versus Houston beef, it was the Dougie versus. Uh, What's that dumb dance they got in Dallas? Yeah. What's the shit? I can't remember. But that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the so where do we stand now in this beef? Like, is everybody cool now? Did everybody make up? Like, is everybody cool? Like, what's where? Where do we stand currently? Well, Asians not fucking with anybody. Like, mm-hmm. well, when I say anybody, I mean Megan or the City Girls. Like, she made that pretty clear. Like, you didn't support me. I'm good. You an industry bitch. Go ahead, do what you gonna do. I'm a you know get mine regardless. Yeah. Um, I think the city girls and Megan are still cool. I don't foresee that um, this that relationship falling apart anytime soon, unless you know, in Megan fashion, she gets into it with somebody else before the end of the year. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Megan. I think no, because honestly, no, like no. I was a big Megan fan. I was mm, a big Megan fan, but I just shot. did not like the way. I did not like the way she handled the Tory Lane situation. She mm. milked it for publicity. Um, and I felt like she, like you can't, a lot of people were like, oh, both of her parents are deceased. Her grandmother um, 
passed away. So she just needs a lot of like nurturing and she doesn't understand what's happening. But instead of actually taking the time to really do that and take a step back, you just, she just wants to be friends with everybody. And this is, I don't think the music industry is a, a place where you can be friends with everybody. You have mm. to be very thoughtful in who you choose to attach yourself to. Mm. And she's not doing that, but you can't, she can't be ignorant of the fact of her age and the loss of her parents forever. I guess that's my stance on that. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, so, uh, Asian doll and Tory Lanez drop a mixtape. And then Meg and the City Girls drop a mixtape. Which one are you listening to first? And which one uh, ends this beef? <laughs> I know which one she's Okay, so I this. really like Tory Lanez. Like, he was actually in my, like, my Spotify top 2020 type of people. Like, I fuck with Tory Lanez. So we're going to have to, like, um, distort your voice for this podcast, huh? Because you just <laughs> said a whole bunch of hot takes. <laughs> The 2020 what? people ain't going to like, I'm trying to save you. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, but honestly, I think that I would probably actually listen to Tory Lanez and Asian just because I feel like and the gosh. recent stuff that I've heard from City Girls and Megan has not been up to par to me. Like, neither mm. one of their albums were decent, in my opinion. They have one or two songs that I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Um, like I really like the crybaby song off Megan's album, but that's because I like the baby and he really, he held that song together. Mm. Like she could have not been on the song for like her. Yeah. Um, I like that dance too. Okay. I know you shut up. Um, <laughs> um, so probably like Tory Lanez and Asian, just because I would also want to hear something new. And I think that they would literally like light their asses up. Mm, so that's true. I think that would just be more entertaining to listen fair to. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, uh, John Henry, you have any 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 questions? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. Um, you know, I feel like we've touched every point on this conversation. But we also have a segment later on in the show because I feel like if your broad music knowledge specifically mm. with this woman's um, genre of rap, is there a song you would like us to play for you when we do like our music portion of the podcast? Mm. Let's see. Um, what have I been listening it to? It could be R&B or rap. It's, it's up to you. It doesn't have to like be... In the Do I have to tell you now? You had much time after we end this conversation to tell me, so you got, okay. Um, you can tell me later if you want to, but it, you know, you, you have it a might short have to window. be later because I can't, I can't think of. Okay, I can't think of anything right now, and I definitely would want to highlight none of that shit. Um, <laughs> let's just go with Asian doll. None of that shit. I'm gonna give her a look, a look, okay. something, something. That's okay. just on none of that shit. That seems apropos. Yeah. Vaccines and yeah. none of none of that shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, this so was we'll, um, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. This was uh super informative. I'm so happy yeah. you said all the things I was thinking but can't say out loud. So <laughs> thank, why not? thank you. Because I I have a penis. That's why I'm it's a woman business. Yeah. So yeah. 
It is. I, I get it. I agree, but I I do I, appreciate that not a lot of men like step into that conversation. I will say that I'm not. I did not see a lot of male rappers that jumped in and opined on that. So mm. I I kind of appreciate them leaving it to the the mm. women that were actually involved. Yeah, yeah. No, that is a good point. I do think that a lot of times niggas try to insert themselves into conversations like this and. Mm. For the most part, mm-hmm. I think that the industry left it alone. Let them let them yeah. have their shit on their yeah. own. Surprisingly, I feel like we're this ain't this ain't this shit ain't over though. You don't think so? Nah. Somebody uh, might get their ass beat in person, but you know it is what it is. It makes for good conversation. It'll be on the stage room in no time. Facts, <laughs> big facts. Um, Larsa Pippen is holding it down right now. So uh, you trying you know, to get into all of her rad uh, topics? Damn, okay, man. what you get? What you got about Larsa Pippen? <laughs> Pippin. Pippin I know she better Pippin. leave little Brownie alone before Savannah like that ass up. Why so. though? Why? Why? See, and this is what I don't understand. Why Larsa gotta leave him alone? First of all, it's trifling. Second of all, is it's trifling. Wait, son? wait, wait, wait. We're talking about Larsa Pippin. Do we yes. think that trifling is a is a a, a, a deterrent here? Okay, that's true because he has just shown that she is absolutely ruthless. But I think I have, I love LeBron James, I love Savannah, and so that was just kind of like this is taking a strange turn here. Mm, mm. And usually Savannah is really out of the public, so for her to true. even have to make a statement about that was just like when she said you got the right one, she meant that shit. Like don't play with her and I was like oh okay Larcy you might want to take this off of social media and go ahead just see with that married man in private okay so what happened but, exactly because I'm not really all that informed on it I have to tell you guys everything wow yes, yes you do okay. <laughs> this is, this is why <laughs> we have talking look who's talking <laughs> this is why we have a correspondent <laughs> so to make it quick um, of course you know Larcy fucking every time Dick and Harry mm. Because um, she wants to, I guess, be young again. She's going through a divorce. Mm. Um, and LeBron James Jr. liked one of her pictures. Mm. And so a lot of the media was basically saying, like, she hopped in his DMs or he mm. hopped in her DMs. Something about the DMs. And it was a like it was catching some traction. And he was like, you know, that's my best friend's mom. So I just liked her picture. Mm. Um, but of course that didn't suffice. So people are like, you know, this bitch is so ruthless. She's going after Bronnie. And so Savannah posted, like, mind you, she ain't posted in a minute. She wasn't at the, um, she didn't show her face during the ring ceremony. Right. Like she's been real MIA. I don't know what's going on with that. So hopefully everything is good in the, um, James household. I thought that was super um, weird that all his kids, everybody's whole families gave them their rings. Hmm. It was just LeBron's yeah. kids. His wife was not there. I, see, I no, his mom and his uncles were there as well. So basically everybody but his wife was there. Right, but his goddamn, very, his goddamn I promise kids. No, I'm not <laughs> right. joking. Dead ass. They, they yeah, gave him yeah. a shout out. Wow. Savannah right. wasn't there. So it was kind of weird. And I definitely noticed that. So I'm hoping that maybe she just got COVID or something. Mm. But... You hoping she got COVID? Damn. That's a hey. damn. What she do to you? No, nah, that's what happens in December of 2020. Like you, you <laughs> hoping people got COVID? Like that's the least. Like that's the best case scenario is that you right. got a little bit of COVID. <laughs> hoping she got COVID. It's what? a mild COVID. You didn't say that at first. You like, I hope she got COVID. But I didn't. Of course, I don't want anything to happen to her. I'm just saying, like I maybe that's the excuse of why she wasn't with 
you know, on mm-hmm. the screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But basically, she posted on her Instagram and was like, you know, with so right many one. things going on in the world, I'm not, you know, don't play about my son. Y'all got the right mm-hmm. one today. So, and she's never been very in your face. I'm a basketball wife. She's already always been low key, which is what I liked about her. Mm-hmm. So I would hope that that she can stay that way and keep um keep her cool and not have to turn up on nobody. So the the moment that I that I knew that this was some real shit and that it probably wasn't going to go the way that everybody wanted it to go was almost immediately after Savannah James said that LeBron was like LOL this ain't about to be cute y'all fucked up <laughs> like he was like oh y'all made her mad oh y'all niggas have no idea what's about to like when he said that I was like oh shit because usually LeBron is the one who will publicly say defend something. or say yeah. something, right? The fact that yeah. he was like, he literally was like, LOL, this not about to be cute. <laughs> Y'all mm. fucked up. And I'm kind of pretty much just sitting here with my popcorn to see how this shit goes out there. I think with stuff like that, you know how fast things can travel and how mm-hmm. small, some, how small, how big things can grow if you don't like cut it out. And he's a young black athlete. He's coming up. More than likely, he's going to be in the NBA. And so I think that he's he really trying to already. Him. Like, let's be honest. But Don't. also, he's underage. Like exactly. He yes. Major point. Most important point. He is underage. So that's what probably where Savannah came in the most is Got it. that yeah. part. But also, do you think because Savannah said something, there is some? credence to the rumors of her like sliding in the DMs? Because it feels like, you know, just some quick media story, people just putting bullshit together. Listen, I'll say this. None of the Jameses said shit when Brownie was online smoking weed. I was, I was literally just about to say <laughs> that. Nobody, nobody say nothing about that. <laughs> they just so. act like that shit didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You like a picture now. Now you got... you got what a valid reason. Like, that's my homie's mom, you know. You know. Yeah. Unless she was in a bathing yeah. suit looking like real salacious I think, or something. I think it was a salacious. But real I don't salacious. know. I thought okay, the picture that he liked, she had on like a hoodie or something like that. Like it was just a regular, it wasn't like yeah. a bathing suit type of titty popping out type of picture. Or I don't think it the, was like that. the eye emojis or something right. like that. <laughs> the hard eyes. Right, right. <laughs> That'd be a little different. But I think that as a black woman and you have a son who you know is going to be successful, who's already mm. well off, shit, he's LeBron James' son. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to protect them as much as you can because he he's stupid. Like little boys be stupid. They oh, make dumb decisions. Shit. Um, they make poor up. decisions. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh god. <laughs> so you know how uh, one form of daddy issues comes from overprotective dads. Mm-hmm. And dads, it's like the PK syndrome, right? The preacher kid syndrome. It's like mm-hmm. when you're overprotective and you try to, you know, do too much, then that child is, uh, I guess, <clears throat> a little bit more prone to a while out experiment, do basically the exact shit that you're trying not to, to get them to do. Mm. Right. Do you think that Bronny has PK syndrome? And do you think that he's acting out with the weed and the uh, cougars to, to like, do you think that he's 
you know, do you think that he realized he ain't going to be shit in the NBA? He ain't going to mm. fulfill his father's dream of playing with him and that he got to figure out some other kind of shit to be relevant? I don't like, think it's that. I don't think it's that. I just think that he already knows that he has a lot of weight on his shoulders and mm. he's not, unfortunately, he's not granted the same space to fuck up as other children are, kind of like Malia and Sasha. Like, every time they do anything outside of what's societally what's accepted acceptable in society it's like a big big deal mm-hmm. but they're kids mm-hmm. like they're they're young adults they're experimenting they're doing nothing different than any other kid would however we feel as though they should not be doing that mm-hmm. which is very unfair to them because they don't get those same experiences and that's only going to be for the worst when they get older because they're not going to have gone through things which help shape them into better people or well, more experienced people. Unfair might um, not be the right word because the only reason they're being brought up like that is because they're fucking billionaires, right? Like it's not okay, about yes. <laughs> it's not necessarily about anything <laughs> other than how much fucking money they got. So like if they were poorer, yeah. then yes, they would be forced to grow up just like everybody else, but they're not. And so does yeah. that mean that it's unfair, right? Or does that mean that nigga y'all's financial situation? implies a different kind of like y'all got different shit y'all got to worry about y'all don't have it does but at the end of the day they didn't ask (laughs) their parents their parents put them in those situations so the money is good but that doesn't mean you always like what comes along with the money which Mm. is no privacy which is a higher standard than another child my age you know what i'm saying so you have i guess my question is why we don't give the same kind of grace to a kid who came into the world with nothing and figures out how to make a way. Like we don't give the same kind of grace for their circumstances and their experiences and what they've been exposed to yet. When somebody grew up privileged and with a whole bunch of money, we tend to take that into account to to explain their behavior. I just think that that's a, that's an interesting juxtaposition of judging people. No, I, I agree. I agree. It's I, it's not right, but I just think that that's, that's kind of how society works. So. Do you think that um, do you think that this Larsa and Bronny situation is innocent, or do you think that there's more to be talked about here? Um, I think that I'm going to say it's innocent mm. because I just feel like if it's not Savannah will it's not going to look good for anybody and I don't think Bronny wants his mama to act like the the what is it the Cleveland bitch that she could be mm. <laughs> or wherever Akron, Akron, Akron yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. to act like you know what I'm saying like yeah. you know your mama and you'd be like oh nah bro I'm gonna chill out on that because I know how my mama is you know mm. Mm. so and you don't want to get yourself out of character when you know that your mother has always placed herself in a position to be respected as a basketball wife as opposed to other wives who kind of they've ridden the coattails of their husbands to kind of gain a little traction and fame. She's always maintained, I am his wife and I'm the mother of his children and that's what's important to me. So I think if she has to get out of character, it's going to be a little... I don't. I, I wouldn't like how that looks. I might. Uh, I might have to push back a little bit on that because while that might be his mom, what's his best friend mom doing on Instagram? That he got to like her picture. You see what I'm saying? Like that may be his own 
household dynamics, but maybe mm-hmm. all of his friends may be going through some different things. Like he may be. <laughs> um, no, I, don't know I agree I'm, because even Larsa Pippen's Pippen's son, like he's verbalized with whether it's retweets or tweets that he's ashamed of his mother. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that it was inappropriate for like LeBron Jr. as a friend, you know, yo, you know, like you, you know that your friend is kind of having some trouble with the fact that his mother is in the media in the way that she is. So I would have even steered clear away from that, but he didn't. So here we are talking about it. So <laughs> the reason why I think that this is an interesting subject is for two main reasons. Number one, the fact that Savannah came out and made such a strong statement when she's been as quiet as she's been lately, that raised the flag for me. Mm-hmm. Number two is exactly what you just said. This nigga, Bron, knows that his best how his best friend feels about his her his mother, Bronny. Bronny knows how okay, his best Bron, friend. I just want to make sure. My fault. Yeah. Bronny know if 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 uh, little little Larsa is his best friend, then he knows how his friend feels about his mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he knows what liking a picture of the mother on Instagram will do to the friend. Fuck the media. Fuck anything else. He mm-hmm. knows what that'll do. He he knows what that'll do to her. So those two things right there make me think that this is something a little bit more than an innocent like and the media blowing it out of proportion. I think there's some more going on here that caused Savannah to, 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 to pop out like that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is Bronny called him his best friend. This is best friend's mom. Mm. I mean, he is like 16 years old though, man. Brownie? Yeah. I said he's like 16 years old. I don't know if he has that level of like, if I do this, this will happen in him. So it might, I think it's just innocent, like another picture. So you don't think that LeBron James' son, who who shares his name, who just got in trouble for smoking weed on Instagram, don't understand the power of liking a picture? Yeah, he just got in trouble for smoking weed on Instagram. Clearly, he's not. He didn't learn. It's a teenager. Yeah. You're right. No. You're right. I literally just I learned, he learned some his shit. lesson this time, though. <laughs> he might not even have Instagram no more. Who knows? That's true. <laughs> That's true. Also, I'm trying to find the picture he liked. I, he, uh, had, um, he had a ponytail and a blue shirt on. Oh, that picture? Right. That's why I was like, it wasn't even nothing. Yeah, it was just a little selfie. Yeah. I mean, that's true. There's also, some things that I did at, like, 16 that I didn't learn the lesson to like, ooh. this week. Did you say this week? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dad. <laughs> Dog, that was a pretty innocent picture, though. Yeah, I think right. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But I think, I think they'll, be, they'll be fine. I think Savannah just doesn't trust her because of what's been happening to her in the media. And that's maybe why she right. said something. So, she hasn't denied anything. Mm-hmm. She's just saying like, she yeah. like, well, she did speak out about the Bronny thing. Like, Hey, that's my son's friend. Like, don't, you know, don't mm-hmm. do that. I'll sue you. But other than that, like she never 
negated the whole future thing. She said she was fucking with Tristan Thompson before Chloe was. Like, she's been very vocal about her, her NBA, you know, escapades. Can I ask you right, a question? her escapades. Uh-huh. Who is Savannah talking to? You mean, what you say? <laughs> Who was Savannah talking to? Oh, I think that Savannah was talking... It was a mix of like the blogs, but also Larsa. Like you need mm. to you need to wrap this up, bitch. Like your other shit with the little Beasley person, you can you can let that shit fly. But what you need to do is clear this shit up with my son. Mm. So you okay. and the blogs. I think she was talking to both of those. That I'm glad you said that because at first I was just thinking that she was strictly talking to like the media. Like y'all got to chill with this story. Because this is a fucked up ass story. Mm. I don't want even this narrative out there. Mm-hmm. But she also may have been talking to just Larsa. Like, bitch, you need to, uh, where the fuck is your statement at? Like, exactly. <laughs> you know what like, I'm saying? You like, need to come out in, and defend yeah. my son, too, if this is supposed to be your yeah. child's best friend. Right. Mm. Which is so why Larsa was like, I'll sue anybody who's right. spreading this rumor. Because so. Larsa came out after Savannah, didn't she? I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I be watching the Kardashians and these motherfuckers celebrities, mm-hmm. bro. I watch how First they. First of all, she ain't even friends with the Kardashians anymore, so whatever. No, I'm saying the the playbook, the PR playbook oh, okay. from the Kardashians oh. is what I'm talking about. Oh, that's about. a good one. That's a yeah. good one. The PR play, like I wrote the the. Uh, wait, what book did I write? The Toxic Playbook. <laughs> they wrote God. the PR playbook, <laughs> and I pay attention when PR things around mm. them happen and I think this might be one of those things Savannah said bitch yo ass ain't made a Ooh. statement yet oh this is about to get real ugly for y'all <laughs> I think it was one of those situations <clears throat> um, well thank you Dr. BRB I hope you've had uh, I mean we're halfway through the holidays I hope you are having a great holiday uh, I am I did I'll be back in Chicago soon though so. we're doing a um we're doing a kind of year in review episode and you are definitely one of the esteemed guests that we've had on the show. So I want to give you a huge, huge, thank you. Huge shout out. Um, yeah. All of those good things. Thank you for having me. And I definitely have enjoyed all of my times on the show and both of y'all crazy asses. Um, more so Troy or TJ, whatever the fuck you want to be called today. Um, you saying you enjoy you him more asshole. so. Okay, got you. Because he's more argumentative, so I think he challenges me in a way that I don't usually. I'm not mm. usually challenged by men, which mm. is infuriating, but also um, it mm. it can be validating when I tear his ass up too. Oh, oh, see now you fucked up because you ain't never tore me. But so. thank you. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, yes, I did. What? One time, one time, and I will forever remember that. So make sure you recap that in your episode, okay, friend? Yeah, you're gonna have to remind me because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Of yeah. Well, yeah. you would forget. Tell us so we can pull it up for real. I will literally insert the clip right here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh. thank you, thank you, Doctor Brb, uh, aka I'm the head doctor. Cool. I'm trying to find all your AKAs, but I think those are the two that I got right now. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You guys have a good rest of the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate Enjoy you. It. Enjoy your time home. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was very informative. That was a lot deeper than I thought it was. I thought it was a lot. I so we talked about two different <laughs> things. 
But the first one, the 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 Corona doll versus the uh, the country girls, mm-hmm. that one was a lot more in depth than I thought. That yeah, one has so know. many interwoven links. I did not know that Wuhan doll was defending Megan like that during her whole Tory situation. I did not yeah. know that. I also did not know um, that uh, uh, China Doll and Megan were friends before any of this. I didn't know that. I didn't Mm. know that either. So basically, everything that I learned just makes Meg look worse and worse and worse, bro. It has not been the best year for her. It's not a good debut year. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, I feel like when artists like popping or popular artists first come out is when the popularity starts and then they get tore down and you mm-hmm. got to figure out how to survive that. Shorty has been destroyed pretty much as soon as she started fucking around. Mm. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as she started fucking money bag, yo was the first kind of mm. interesting situation that people started talking about. And I don't know. Trey just songs. A, and yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Interesting. G easy. At least. Yeah. Remember G wow, Easy was earlier this year too. Yeah. Whole time Tory's little short ass was the one fucking the whole time. <laughs> all twenty twenty. Oh, I don't know. That's wild. That's very wild. The um, you know what's gonna happen, right? Uh, uh, the second subject that we talked to the doctor about the Larson Pippa Larson Pippa situation. Mm-hmm. We know what's gonna happen with this situation, right? Do we? I think I feel like it's over. You got some predictions? Nope. <laughs> no predictions for me. <laughs> Negro Domus or Wastradamus? Uh, Wastradamus is not going to make a prediction uh, okay. here. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Um, Wastradamus. I, I actually, maybe that'd be for, okay. That'd be for the next podcast. Next pod, I do have to get the new AKA from you. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! There's a drop with it too. Absolutely. Oh fuck! It's kind of long too, but you know, whatever. You might have to do your AKA second. <laughs> I'm telling you, we gonna start doing our own AKAs. I'm telling you, <laughs> or each other's AKAs. One of the two. We gotta mix this shit up. Oh man, that'd be hilarious. Um, man, that was enlightening. I would have never known that much about the China Doll and Meg and City Girls. One because I don't care enough, and two, I feel like it takes a level of like years of knowledge to know backgrounds mm-hmm. and. All of that about the artist to even get to that point. So I appreciate her breaking that down for us, being a local hood rat correspondent on the scene. Definitely. No, I appreciate it that as well. Uh, the Haitian sensation has been giving me a little bit of information about this too, but I'm not sure if uh, I was connecting all of the dots when she was telling me. Because I didn't know. Like, I knew, uh, I knew Wuhan was fucking with King Von, but I didn't know. No, I didn't even know that. I didn't know. I don't. Yeah, it was just a bunch of shit that I didn't know. A lot of missing mm-hmm. links that I didn't know. So I definitely appreciated that segment. Mm-hmm. For sure. That was that was definitely helpful. Okay. Um, all right, let's get nostalgic real quick before mm-hmm. we wrap this thing up. Because uh, it's been about a year. Next month will be uh, the end of next month. Well, actually, yeah. No, this time next month will be mm-hmm. about a year mm-hmm. uh, that we've been doing this podcast. And uh, there's a couple of things that, you know, have stood out to me. Uh, over the last year as we've gone through this kind of audio podcast journey uh, not only together as co-hosts but with whoever the fuck is out there listening to this shit mm-hmm. and has listened to more than one episode 
Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to bring up kind of my top five favorite things about this podcast over the last year. Mm -hmm. And we could talk about them really, really quickly. Mm. Um, <laughs> cause we did a practice round of talking about it and I think I we can stream live, but yeah. Real quick. So one of the, one of the things that I'm most, uh, excited about and, and most proud about, uh, uh, that we've done uh, over the course of this podcast is organic shout outs. Mm -hmm. um, so for those who don't know, organic shout outs are basically just our, our shout outs to uh, whoever we think are doing dope things, who have dope content, doing dope pod, has a dope business or, or whatever it is, something that we think is dope. And we want to just share that with our listeners and the folks that fuck with us. Mm. Um, and so just the concept of organic shout outs of it being like, not a, not a transactional thing. It's just literally whoever we see. Yeah, no payola going on. Yeah. <laughs> whoever just caught our attention that we think is doing some dope shit. Yeah. Um, it's who we like to highlight for their organic shout outs. Um, so that's something I'm really, really proud of. And I think that's going to be, end up being a staple for the self-medicated podcast. Cause it's legitimately organic and it's just highlighting the work and dope shit that other people are doing. Mm. Um, any thoughts on our, or, or organic shout outs, any ways that we can expand it, expose more. I'm just, I'm obviously I've been saying this for a while. I'm gonna start posting. Them. <laughs> the only thing I think that would help expand it is maybe the listeners maybe point out some people or businesses or organizations or whatever that give might us be some good to give some give a light shine a light on you know other than that you know I, I like the segment for sure um we touched on this a little bit with the uh the hood rat correspondent aka the head doctor that definitely needs to be a new segment <laughs> yes the, the hood rat correspondent for sure <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, I think Dr. BRB did a really good job of highlighting kind of the quality and caliber of guests we've had on this show. Mm. So big shout out to Ari. Ari was our first guest. Mm. Shout out to the Haitian sensation. But she didn't speak on the, as the first She was guest. the first guest. Yeah. Though. Yes. She was the first non-usser in the yeah. room yeah. <laughs> potty with us. <laughs> Uh, shout out to the Haitian sensation, obviously, uh, for, for being on multiple episodes, mm -hmm. big, big shout out to Dr. BRB. Yeah. Um, Dr. BRB has actually helped us get into some depth of conversations on this mm -hmm. podcast that I don't mm -hmm. think we would have without her example for today. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Big, big shout out to her. Um, let me see. Shout out to, I have a, I have a um, list of all of our garage dad on, uh, Toxic femininity episode. Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. I bet it was. That was the Sean niggas arguing. Toxic masculinity <laughs> was um was one of my favorite episodes. Um so yeah, big 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 shout out to the page master, um, aka Gorilla Dad. Uh who else do we have here? We had the most tested man in the West. <laughs> Mr. Pull out game, worse than Shaq's free throw percentage. Who actually made a really uh, a, pr a prediction earlier this year about coronavirus and the mm. impacts of it? He said all hell was going to break loose, and at mm. a certain point, it it did. Yeah. It wasn't just coronavirus; yeah, it was, it was also cops killing niggas. Yeah. But <laughs> all of that shit kind of happened. Shout out to Ish. Yeah, the hardest mac work, the hardest working man in hospitality. Mm. Big shout out to Ish. Ish was the first one, uh, and still to this day gives us recommendations about the video component to this podcast. Mm. Mm. So big, big shout out to Ish. Um, yeah, some of the wildest song picks 
We should listen to. Oh yeah, Orlando <laughs> was an Orlando Brown fucking thing that he wouldn't <laughs> sit us through. You love that song. <laughs> Oh, man, that was wild. Uh, big shout out to the former man behind the visuals. I might have to just take that out of his AKAs and put him in mine. Uh, but Young Fast and Furious, AKA Burger Boy. Shout out to him looking at grad school. Yeah. 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 Big shout Graduates out to. in May, I believe. Yes. 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 Big shout out to uh, the Nomad, AKA mm-hmm. the Turkish Delight. Um, Really shout out to anybody who has literally ever listened to this podcast, man. The mm. self-medicated podcast um, is, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> like we've been doing this for a while. And it's, it's interesting how when um, over the Thanksgiving break, we didn't do a podcast. And this might have been maybe two or three weeks over mm. this year where we just didn't record. Mm-hmm. And I know for me you know, over the course of this year, those weeks or those days feel weird now. It's like, mm. damn, I, my body notices when we haven't potted. Mm. Um, so, so, so that's a thing, um, that I, that I really appreciate. I also want to give you your own special shout out, Justin. Oh, wow. I think that you deserve a huge shout out, obviously being, um, uh, the editor, mm. uh, producer mm. of this podcast, um, your audio expertise is much appreciated, obviously, <laughs> and it shines through. Obviously, that has gotten better <laughs> over the course of these episodes as well. But, um, you know, just you opening up your space to let this be recorded. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you being committed and down and, you know, um, using your resources to help expand this thing as well. Uh, mm, thank you. Appreciate I that. definitely, definitely appreciate you. Definitely, obviously couldn't do this shit without you. Mm. I mean, I could, but it wouldn't be that good <laughs> or as good as it is now. <laughs> so huge, huge shout out to you, man. Big, mm. big shout out. Much, much, thank much you, love. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, really do. And then I think the last thing that I want to want to talk about as we close this this uh, last episode of 2020 out is the origin story of the podcast. Mm. Not necessarily the origin story, but uh, uh, the story of our first episode. Okay, which I think is very very intricately tied to um, just this pod in general and whatever it ends up being. So. We um we recorded this episode on uh, the first episode of this podcast on January 25th. Uh, we released the episode on January 28th. Um, for those of you who do not know, January 25th is the day that Kobe Bryant died. Mm. Um, and, you know, anybody who's listened to this podcast obviously knows how how. Uh, Kevin Sorbo and me feel about uh, Kobe, about Kobe. But I think that his death, the tragedy of it, the coverage of it, the timing of it, and the launch of this podcast are forever tied in history. Mm. So we we uh, we recorded this episode, the first episode of the self medicated podcast. Um. Didn't have cameras yet. We didn't have a roadcaster yet. Ah. We were on the lapel mics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ish was running around taking pictures mm-hmm. on his <laughs> on his Nokia. Yeah, oh man, we never got that video from Ish. For real, we never for made real. that audio. <laughs> um, and oh, we were, shit. I think, just 
kind of surrounded by this kind of excitement and euphoria behind just starting something new, just mm-hmm. doing some new shit. Uh, you know, we had obviously talked a few weeks about doing a podcast and, you know, shot around some ideas or whatever, but mm-hmm. on this day we did it. Like we started yeah. it, right? Like, um, you know, we sat down, we had show notes, like we literally did the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, very exciting. I was very, very excited about it. I've been, you know, up late taking notes, trying to think about shit, just examining what I wanted this podcast to be. Um, and coming off the high of completing the first recording, mm-hmm. um, just doing it for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, my euphoria was immediately cut short because as I got into the car on my way home, I learned that Kobe Bryant died. Mm. Um, Shocking. And it was, it was wild. It was, it was a numb type of feeling. It was uh, what they call that surreal, Mm. right? I was like, get the fuck out of it. This is some bullshit. I didn't believe it. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit right. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, were touched by the tragedy uh, uh, of the helicopter crash and, and the fact that he died with his daughter, mm-hmm. right? Who was his protege and little mini me, mm-hmm. along with the other families that that passed. I think that was really really impactful for a lot of people and you know maybe most of the world, but for us as Lakers fans, as huge Kobe fans, for me, as like uh, as an athlete. And my competitive spirit, very literally just being a carbon copy of what I thought Kobe Bryant was, right? Mm. Um, Like, this shit was a little bit deeper than my favorite athlete tragically dying, for me. It was a little bit deeper than, um, you know, a father and daughter dying. This was very, very personal to me and my upbringing and who I see myself as a person right just mm. based off of watching this nigga uh, with a fucking fro dunking on people you know what I mean <laughs> his competitive spirit and for the day that we recorded the first episode uh, of the self-medicated podcast to be the last day that Kobe spent on earth mm. um, whew, that shit like I don't, I don't really believe in coincidences like that, um, and that shit, I don't know, that shit is deep, that mm. shit is deep, and it, for me, um, you know, this this little pet project of having a podcast or whatever, that kind of thing made it feel bigger, <laughs> right? Like, and this is shit that don't really nobody really know about. Nobody knows what time we recorded that first uh, episode. You know what uh. I'm saying? Nobody knows. I had to go back into the show notes. To put R.I.P. Kobe Bryant into mm-hmm. it, right? Like, nobody knows that type of shit. But, no, these are the stories that make greatness. And I just want to say uh, thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to everybody who has ever listened. Thank you to anybody who will listen in the future. Um, and, yeah, it's the Self-Medicated Podcast, man. I'm super proud of this shit. Big, big thank you to you, Justin. Mm. Um and yeah, let's let's do a couple more years of this shit. Just a couple more. So we I mean, break up like uh <laughs> So right here's there. the plan. Here's the plan. A hundred mil I think is is reasonable. That's your number? I think a hundred mil is reasonable. You want two fifty like Joe Button? 
I want 250, <laughs> but I think at this point, based on the investment that we have given mm. so far, I think 100 mil is a good, a good, good sellout price, right? 100 mil for what we've done so far. All right. That'll work for me. That works for me too. Bet. All right. You already know what it is. In case you don't, it's the self medicated podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, we out. Just said it, uh, run from your pity.